backstory. Wasn't the arc of the kids, hey, we lost our friend, let's find our friend? But that's not a that's not a character arc, that's a plot well, arc. Well, they change through that. How did they change? They become they're better the same friends. Kids at the end that they were at the beginning. They haven't No, grown. they're a little older. Shut up and sit down. First of all, we're drinking New Belgium White India Pale Ale. And why this is relevant is that this is the only beer I've ever seen that is advertised as employee-owned. And there's and they're our sponsor. And, and they're our sponsor, non-sponsor. Also... But once we get sponsors, they'll work be our on sponsor. Yeah. I prefer the old Belgium. Can you talk you next to the, the mic somewhere near the microphone? Yeah, you're not on the mic. I prefer the old Belgium. Yeah, I like their earlier stuff. Me too. Their first album was great. <laughs> you see my Coachella last year? <laughs> shit. Eric Escobar shit. is on the podcast again. Seems like you were just here. Are we starting? Yeah. It's the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Belgium. so the story The story is... Uh, Dr. Evil was from Belgium. No, he was from the Netherlands. Dr. No, Evil? That's, uh, oh, wait. Gold Goldfinger member. was gold, from the Netherlands. No, yeah, Goldfinger, gold, gold member. Gold member. Goldfinger was from... The Netherlands. I'm Dutch. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, Dutch. The Netherlands. Isn't that like where they go to kill people in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it's the underworld. Oh, wasn't it like the Netherlands? The Netherworld. Is it the Netherworld? Yeah. That's racist. That's where it is. It's Hades. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> I was telling a story about some people that came to my house. We had a wine tasting here at my new house in Long Beach. And some <laughs> some people came by and Good. they're like friends of mine and they asked if they could bring their dog and they ended up bringing three dogs <laughs> and did you say anything when they got there with no, three dogs? Like, whatever i mean i'm super like dog positive because i know what it's like to go have a dog and not be able to like go hang out with people so i always try and be really like yeah sure bring your dog no that's not the and we have this big backyard but they were unsatisfied that the dog wouldn't like run away out of the backyard so they put him in the fucking house, and the dogs, one of the three dogs, shit all over my bed. Me and my girlfriend's bed. All Not over. just in your house, but on, on your bed. the bed. On, in like four places on this like exposed wool comforter. <laughs> like the worst place, a, a white exposed wool comforter. Like there is not a worse Did place a dog would shit. I like washed it immediately, and then we went and we took it to the dry cleaner, so we'll see. I would have just thrown it away. Well, you can't. It's yeah. wool. Yeah, yeah it's had shit nice. on it. Well, don't we all a little shit? That's a lot of shit. Yeah, a lot of dog shit. And, you know, they were, like, apologetic, and they were clearly mortified, but they weren't really, like, apologetic Did they pay for the cleaning? They offered to. I I don't think we've gotten it back yet, so we'll see what happens. This is is just... It's the the total lack of desire to take responsibility for... Just if you have dogs, it's not everyone else's responsibility to figure out how to fit your dogs into their life. 
Like, I don't have dogs at my apartment. And if somebody's like, can I bring my dog? I'd be like, no. Like, you're the one that signed up for the dog. I didn't. I'm not responsible for your dog's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I, some people just ask because they're not, like, imposing. They're just asking. If they shouldn't okay. ask, though. They shouldn't. If you own a dog, just take care of business. It's it's not... Because it do- I don't know. Some people like dogs, though. Like I, I like I, dogs. I, I like dogs. I, I have a friend with dogs, and he doesn't impose his dog problems on me. Do you know what I mean? Like well, I can enjoy yeah. his his dogs, but at the end of the night, like they're his dogs. I don't have to do anything with the dogs. Yeah, but I'm they're just saying in terms of dogs. asking. I, I like when people ask me because I like I like having dogs around. But I don't know if they shit on your bed. So it's yeah, like you can you can bring that's, your dogs. And they that's stay almost in my yard. like that's, that's one of those things. It's like it's almost it's so bad, and they were so kind of like flip about it. Yeah. Like they just kind of like left the thing in a heap on the floor. I mean, they like they were mortified. They like helped clean it up, but then they like sort of like quickly left because they were clearly like really upset. And it was react, so though. bad that it was just like, though I know it's not your fault. It's one of those things. It's like so bad. This is like fuck you. Like I'm still mad at them, even though no, you know, like it's be. not their fault. You, know? you should uh, tell them to tune into your latest podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. imposed by bringing dogs Three to your dogs. house by making yeah. you feel like you were obligated to deal with their dogs. Yeah, I would think... you let somebody bring cats over here? No. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Why not? Well, I'm allergic to cats, but okay. But let's say you good were, reason. Let's say you were cat agnostic. And if I like, hey, wasn't allergic to cats, would I let somebody, would you let somebody bring, bring their cats over? Probably. I mean, unless I don't have a litter box though, so then you'd know they would shit somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. They'd probably bring one though, because I feel like cat owners are more. I don't think you bring, cats. but you can leave a cat alone. I know. Um, I don't know. I think you, you can you leave can, a dog alone. You can leave a dog alone, but people are weird about it. I'm in a don't tough have position. a dog, huh? Don't have a dog. Well, this is the thing. Like, I feel a lot of people. I feel a lot of people get dogs and they don't understand the responsibility of having a dog yeah. until they get the dog, like and then the they're kids. just like in a shit situation. They're trying to figure move, it out. Here, move like a little. Is this better? Yeah, too close. Yes. Not a little too close. But yeah, you definitely gotta get closer there. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But move your hand. Thank you. <laughs> so what were you saying? Oh, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't understand the responsibility of having dogs until they get a dog. And they're just trying to figure it out as they go along. Doesn't justify a dog's behavior, doesn't make things better, but it's just a shitty situation for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Just I I have no sympathy. Like people with people that complain about their having to take care of dogs or kids or any of that shit. I'm like you. This is a hundred percent you're doing. You created the situation, and it's not fair to ask everyone to like. Not until abortions become illegal. That's right. Wow. Well, <laughs> another gripey thing, Charles. I've I've learned to be- love truly love your everyday gripes with people's behavior <laughs> and i always really look forward to them when i see them on facebook you know he has these things it's always like these fucking people who it's hard to read things um that charles posts not in charles voice yeah because <laughs> yeah. you have a very yeah. angry tone all of the time charles yeah a little yeah. aggressive where in life yeah really you um y- your tone is very like mysterious but up front at the same time. I see. Yeah, I always see you like, like 
I'm like even a, the IC yeah. you just did, it was like, I see. When I send you an email, I'm always afraid. There's always like a moment when you email me back where I'm terrified <laughs> to open it for a second because I'm like, oh my God, I like did, I like committed some social foul people, and he's going to like People shit feel on me. about you the way they feel about their bosses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a nice guy. <laughs> we were in the car driving. But, we, but oh, we were driving in the car and Eric was, uh, was telling me about, he's like, I had a really good, good conversation with you about, about you with so-and-so. And I, I literally have never met or encountered the person that he's talking about. So either this guy thinks that I'm someone that I'm not, or he was just lying to you, or... It was like a five-minute conversation. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've never met this person in my life. Well, maybe you... You know what most people would say? They would say, well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm glad you had a great conversation about me. Let's move on. But what was, do you want to listen to on the radio, I was Eric? very... <laughs> I was, was just the puzzled. AC too cold? I did, I'd never met who you were talking about, so yeah. it was... Your, your instinct reaction, though, was very bossy, though. Not It wasn't bossy, it was boss-like. How? It was like, oh, tell me more. Yeah. I want to know more about this. No, I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love Isaac, you so much, but you're so. <laughs> I so think like, I'm nasty to him on Facebook. Uh, Sometimes you're kind of nasty yeah. to everyone. I think yeah. that's why um, your friend RJ is so like n- weird and nice because there's so much anger in Charles that all the niceness just gets like shit out into RJ. RJ yeah. just. I, but it's inspiring though. Also, like quite often, I find myself in conversation saying like what would charles do here because the things that you say are sort of undeniably right (laughs) so it's like when you say like in your whole work situation you were like these people should not be reading my facebook period you know and it's like you're so right about that and the fact that you're so defensive about it it's like they know you're right and so they're kind of just like Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, 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 like. All right. I just shouldn't have brought this up. You know. And whereas for me, it's like if I had gotten shit about that, I would have like been like, I don't know, too thrown off to like stay by the principle, even though I know the principle's right. Like you're very principled, and I, I think that that's rare, and it's it can be good. You know. You're gonna be that dad to where your kid's gonna be like, I really want to take a judo class, and you're gonna be like. Fuck, no one does judo. Do baseball. Fucking do baseball. That's the better choice. Like, just do that. That'll be easier. I don't think so. I don't think I'd do that. You would have them take the judo class? I'd let them do what they wanted. I'd, I'd say... But no. they would feel so much regret with every judo chop and throw. I don't... I'd say figure out what you want to be interested in. <laughs> but I think, I think Isaac, you misinterpret, you misinterpret my, uh, my attitude with you online. With you online, I have to play a character... So that people can go, oh, I want to listen to the podcast those two are on together. Yeah. And if I don't, if I'm like, good point, Isaac, then it's not. <laughs> yeah. But Charles, not, when uh... are you going to realize we all just love the real you? Oh, yeah. Let's just hear the real you. <laughs> you don't have to be a character, Charles. We just love you. I, for I you. do. Everybody has a Facebook persona. Yeah. That, you know, that doesn't. I don't. I do puns and shit jokes. That's your persona. Oh, God damn it. Isaac's persona on Facebook is very contrarian. Uh, but in person, he's, you know. It's not, I mean, he's contrarian ideas, but they're not, 
in your face. It's so strident. When yeah, I in run into people who I haven't talked to in a long time, but we're Facebook friends, within the first five minutes of us talking, they always ask me about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you post a lot of wrestling stuff. Yeah. You uh, still into that? Yeah. 26-year-old man? <laughs> it, it's so funny. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's funny I that am. that becomes your character. It's like, oh, that's what everybody talks yeah. about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, the wrestling guy. Eric. Yeah, 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 he's the wrestling guy. I have that problem where people think that I'm mean. And you I'm, are mean. I'm not, like if you know you know me on a personal level. Like am I, I do. am I mean at all to anyone? Okay, so I'm actually very nice. You're, you're, I take that back. You're not a mean person, and you're extremely nice. And I think you're a wonderful human being. <laughs> but the one thing about you is just like your mild cadence. Like you have the cadence of like an angry man. But you're well, not. Well, and also you're when I you, speak. You're like yeah. me that in arguments. My feeling is, again, Facebook is a public fora in which ideas are interchanged, right? Sure. It is a place for debate and an exchange. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is for me. So once you engage with somebody in an argument, or if you are making it... For argument, me, Facebook is just to look up wrestling profiles. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's sure. what I'm saying. Oh, God. But on the McFoley political... the manager? Oh, on the God. political posts we're talking about, you know, these are people who are putting their ideas in the world. Yeah. They're exteriorizing their opinions, and they are there to be analyzed and talked about. And it's like once you begin to engage in a political conversation, you are utterly non-empathetic about somebody's feelings in that conversation, right? And I'm the same. It's like, if you're arguing with me about something, I don't really, your feelings are not my primary concern. Like, the primary concern is to figure out the points that we're making. I think I that's you, though, because I'm very, very, I'm very, like, overly conscious of, like, well, I want to have an open mind and make sure I don't offend yeah, see, I guess well, it's like, I though. just don't feel that way at all. Like, for me, it's like, well, I, I, yeah, and in that sense, I do lack empathy in that, only in that environment. Like, if I'm having a political conversation with somebody, it's like, I don't have empathy for your feelings. Like, it's not part of the equation. Part of it is also, I think, the way people approach it differently. Like, if I see stuff I don't like on Facebook, if I don't feel like getting into it, I'll just scroll up and, you know, I don't think about it again. And Why a lot of scroll down. Why don't you go to the older stories while you go to the newer e stories? Either way. Well, you said scroll the, up. The algorithm uh, determined. Anyway, that's. <laughs> thank you for playing semantic game. But I don't, if somebody writes something fucked up, I don't really. It doesn't, I don't feel like, I don't get in this mode where like, ah, I can't believe you said, you know, even if it's abhorrent to what I'm thinking about, I'm like, you know, they're just, it's them. I can choose not to listen or engage. It's very easy. So this thing where the tone police come in and start lecturing me about my tone and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not a valid argument. Yeah, me. it's not. If it's I have not. a bad, if I'm saying bad ideas, if I'm, my thought process is wrong, then I'm cool with being corrected that way. We're not like the tone police though, we're like the tone neighborhood watch. We're like <laughs> We're like your friends. We're we're okay with it. We just wanna hey, we're just letting you know. I was gonna say in the neighborhood. I don't think you could look at anything on my Facebook lately and say that's mean. What's mean? 
that's been on there. I think it's just I'm reading it through your voice. Yeah. I think that's the main I'm thing. kind of on Eric's side. There's was, definitely You could be like, hey, stuff. butterflies are great. I'm like, oh, Charles. But speaking of Facebook, I put a thing up about Stranger Things recently. Ah, oh, yes. Because okay. I... Thank you. Nice, nice segue, Charles. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> Stop what you're saying. Talking about Facebook. <laughs> I recently saw on Facebook about the political election. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about Zimbabwe's uh, climate. Because I watched it. I binged it in a day. Well, this is Jeez. what I'm afraid about. Because I also binged it. And I think like two days right when it came out. Yeah. So I liked it. And I had a good time. But I feel like my knowledge of it was so like. Yeah. Yeah. I. And I watched it and I liked it. I thought it was well made, but the love for it was really puzzling to me because I didn't connect with it emotionally at all. I was just like, oh, that was fun. But the love for it is, I would say, majority nostalgic. But who's, it seems like it's people too young to, to be legitimately nostalgic. It seems what, like a lot late of late 20s? Yeah. 30s? Yeah. People I saw were, ET. What year were you born? 1990. You weren't even alive during the 80s. I wasn't. That's what I mean. It's, that's 80s what I mean culture by... was still thrown on me as a very, like, oh, this is a fun, yeah. nice thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when you watch The Goonies as a 10-year-old yeah. in 2000, 2000, right. I was 10 in 2000. But I mean, that's uh, what I mean. It was like, it's like, oh, I uh, this culture is something that's a part of But I mean, if, like, if I showed that to my mom, who was uh, like a... 30s. She didn't romanticize those movies, though. She was like 20s, 30s in the 80s. If I showed that show to her, she'd be like, eh. You know? Because like, she was working in a great economy. But what were you doing in the 80s? You were like at home watching fun movies and like TV shows. But what I'm saying is, is she and I would probably have the same reaction. Like, oh, that was nice. But not have this love for it based on a nostalgia that's, that's not connected to, like, you weren't alive during the 80s. You're Just saying weren't. this is nice with a horrible tone. So, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me, let me clarify. I think the show is well made. I think it was enjoyable to watch. Uh, the adult and teenager characters I like. I didn't like the kids. Uh, the kids were not well written. Uh, but I just, I had no emotional connection to uh, allegedly emotional scenes in the show. I was just like, eh, like, and, and I felt like so much of the, 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 the pleasure that was driven from it was by people that were just like, they weren't alive in the eighties. So this is a thing that they think is the eighties, but it's more like, this is a, this is a, a way that people used to make content. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a real I get what you mean. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest right now. I feel like there was so much buzz around it. Never was talking about it. I'm like, well, I have to see it. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be a show that will come up on Netflix or just TV Journal. I'm like, I could follow that. Let me give it a couple episodes. Mm, I'm not going to watch it. I am going to watch it. Whatever. And there's no, um, I don't need to watch it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Right. With Stranger Things, there was such a big buzz. That's I was like, what I mean. All right, That's well, what I, I really... have to watch it. And I saw it and I enjoyed it. I didn't necessarily love it. it's not in my top five it's not in my top 10 probably not in my top 20 but tv shows ever huh you mean tv shows, TV shows. Or, yeah yeah but i enjoyed it for what it was and i think if you look at it from a marketing standpoint like that's a big demo like it's a huge demographic i get it but i just i think a second viewing or time will kind of erode the way that people talk about it like oh this was this was all right, but this wasn't. Well, amazing. so what did you not like about it? Well, like I said, I didn't like just, the kids. Love it. I didn't like the kids. I which felt so, they all wanted you... to play judo. Or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I didn't like the kids. I felt like the kids weren't written well. I, you couldn't tell me 
one characteristic of those kids, it's not a physical characteristic that, that separates any of them. Yeah, it could. What? Um, okay, so the black kid was like the rebel leader. He was like, no, like, I'm not going to do this. Anyway. Yeah. And then you have like the curly haired lisp kid. And Again, he was. Those are physical characteristics. Tell well, me something. No, I'm, I'm describing. describing I don't know their names. <laughs> um, okay. The, Dustin is the kid without the teeth and the, and the lisp. Yeah. Yeah. He was very much like the um, like adorable sidekick. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of character. Like he I was agree. like, hey, I'm going to egg you on and I'm very positive and I'm going to contrast kind of like not the negativity that like Rebel Kid was doing, but he was definitely kind of like more against the grain. Like, no, this is dumb. I'm not going to just play along. And then you have like the main protagonist kid who's looking for his friend or whatever. And he was kind of like the neutral party in between. But you're talking about roles. I'm talking about characteristics of them. Like what? Like if I look at like well, the curly cop, hair list. Look at what do you want? Like, what, but this is what, what I want. What I want is an arc or, or information about them that makes me connect to them. And I just didn't have that. I'm like, oh, these are just 80s movie kids. But that was the intent. But I get it. But but the other characters in the show were pretty well drawn. Like the cop had a real art yeah. to his character. He's like gruff, but he actually has a, a heart of gold and he's got this complicated backstory. Wasn't the arc of the kids, hey, we lost our friend. Let's find our friend. But that's not a, that's not a character arc. That's a plot well, arc. Well, they changed through that. How did they change? They become They're better the same friends. At the end that they were at the beginning. They haven't no, grown. they're a little older. <laughs> 11 11 change she died no 11 is an exception I like 11 I thought she was a great well, she's one of the she's kids you can't pick and choose no but she had a Millie, real character Bobby, and she was a great and she was really yeah she changed yeah she, she was changed I don't I don't look you can't that, have a, when you have a bevy of children like that I don't think you can expect them all to change stand by me really you I know would say I mean? like, alright yeah. stand by me fine which is obviously a source material sure. for this but, I mean, you know what, honestly, ashamedly, I've never even seen the Goonies, but I'm assuming they don't really change very much. I mean, E.T., does the kid really change? No, he kind of, like, bad shit happens. Brave, but, like, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're asking for a lot to, to curate every single one of those kids' characters. No, I just, arcs, I just felt like anytime they're on screen, I was just not engaged because I was just like, okay, here's, here they are. So I'm going to... I guess the Sandlot, right, is great because each one of the kids changes. So they have their own little arcs. Sandlot's a 90s you know? movie. Yeah. I don't count so I wanted to side with Isaac, but I think I'm going to side with Charles only because like I think like arcs are important as characters and in stories. But I feel... An arc for Stranger Things, because I did enjoy the show, I think the arc for each of the kids in Stranger Things would have been cool, but even though they didn't necessarily have that hardcore, I still enjoyed the like, show. It, it was a, like, just an example. on paper, it would have been great. Structurally, I, it would have been great, but it's not. Just an example. You don't see the parents of the other two kids, and I was really kind of interested in their family life. I'm interested in this African-American family living in Indiana in the 80s. Yeah. Very interested in that. Season two. Uh, I guess so. All right. It's not The Wire. <laughs> but, like, we don't have but, to get all the socioeconomic but I, angles But here. I do want to see... It is a TV show. It's not a movie. Like, well, but it's one I season. think I would have liked Stranger Things much better if it was like a two-hour movie. I think I've been like, oh, that was fun. Well, I would have liked it if we'll there were... We'll see. There's only been one season. I mean, they're making more seasons. Like, we can uh, get that, further But all I can do is... Here. All I can do is identify what I've watched. I can't... You, with art, you can't say, oh, but there's other seasons where this might happen. That's not a... I respect what you're a, saying, but I feel like this is... It's almost like saying if someone were to watch your set and be like, mm, well, like if you just had one more tag or if you had a different yeah, but, adjective... But that's a different art form. It's... 
<laughs> okay, it is a different art form. But with Stranger Things, it's also like when I watch films or I watch movies, you can critique it. You can think what's better than some things, what's just, better than not things. This but, is my deal. I just had so little emotional connection to the kids, and they're kind of the centerpiece of it. Like, I was really into the cop character, like I said. I loved Winona Ryder. I 100% understood where she was coming from. Like the teenagers, I got the teenage girl. She's kind of having this sexual awakening and going up and down. Her, Beth was weird. Who's, which one was Beth? Exactly. Who's Beth? She was the friend. Barb? Barb. Oh, I even called her by the wrong name. Dude, That's Barb. You know, there was like is. a whole internet movement but around But the internet Barb. loved her. Yeah. yeah there was like shirts of like, we love you, Barb. Well, they loved her ironically. Yeah, yeah, ironic love for Barb. What was really interesting to me about Barb, the only really huge flaw in the whole thing is Barb, like, nobody gave a shit about Barb the whole time. They didn't even try to save her. Well, they no saw her in the kids sometimes. <laughs> they, like it was, yeah. they saw her in the afterworld, yeah, and it awesome was just missing. like it's like, oh, we don't care about Barb. She's just when she's there weird. was Barb's parents, which was sucked because Barb was like the ultimate outsider, and yeah. she just like got yeah, she too. stayed the outsider yeah, the whole yeah, time. She literally yeah, Barb is like, now always yeah, on the outside. Yeah, 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 like she's not in the cool group, so really, it's, she's dead. It's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. but with that many holes, I feel like looking at the arcs of characters are just kind of like, well, there's just other problems. But like I said. I, I felt a lot more emotionally connected to two thirds of the show. And then like in these big emotional moments, like when they find that kid's body in the water, I just didn't give a shit. Cause a, I was like, okay, I know that's not him because we have like five more episodes to go. So it's obviously not him. Uh, and they're playing that hero's cover. And I'm just like, okay, this hasn't been earned. Like this is not an earned moment. You, oh, it, the we can be heroes cover. Yeah. It's the, which I think was used in another thing in trailer. recently it's in that uh, you are so right about it. it was such a good call this thing of like trailers that play pop hits in some weird in slow minor warped yeah. minor key yeah i've seen like six trailers that do it's that the new recently, in a world. and it's just yeah. like jesus or the new inception sound yeah, yeah <laughs> it's the new inception <laughs> yeah yeah it's the new inception <laughs> sound for sure I, let me throw this out to you if you think this is arc enough for you in the beginning, the kids are all playing D&D, and they're just normal, weird, quirky kids. Yeah. At the end, they have this journey, and they come out a more... They have shit behind them. Like, they're not just, like, weird kids anymore who are, like, free and, like, things are nice. No, like, things are bad, and things aren't great, and they've lost people, and they've gone through this journey. Do you feel even that... Do you feel that... Or could I make the argument that arcs were made, but they just weren't presented as clearly as you would hope that they were? No, because they're still playing at the end. Like, uh, th- there's what just can you do? You can end. live in sorrow, or you can move forward. And I would come have together. liked to have seen a change in the way they're related to each other. Because at the beginning of the show, they all relate to each other the same way as they do at the end, and it would have been more interesting if I saw a real change in how. Like these... what they pair off into couples. Like well, what do you want <laughs> them to do? Bizarre like, thing. Like, to do. Yeah. But like, like what do you, you want them to do? Like that? if you showed that uh, the relationship, uh, you know, this kid being missing actually strengthened the reasons they valued him. So at the beginning of the show. Did it not? They, I feel like that was. I don't. I feel like they valued him when he was gone, but then when he's back at the end, it's just kind of like, oh, he's back and everything's fine. What do you want from that? There was a. Class do you want like thing. a bigger hug? Like there was a. Class there was a thing class that thing that yeah. was cool. I I don't know, man. I think that. Look, I think you're making an interesting point. However, this show was very very well executed it was written for this format which is really exciting because a lot of tv writers still write shit for like they write a great pilot 
and then it's like, what the hell do you do? Yeah, with it's, an eight hour, it's an eight-hour, it's an eight-hour movie. Two and a half It's an eight-hour movie. This is an eight-hour movie, I'm not, right? Listen, the way it was executed, it's it's very well made. I didn't like the CGI monster. I thought that was dumb. And, yeah. and then I think it was Red Letter Media's review. They pointed out that if you're going to do the 80s thing, you should have a practical effects monster. It just would have kind I would of tied have, it. Yeah, tied it I didn't think the monster was interesting. I was like, this is the least the Very uncool monster. We're really at a bad time for monsters in general. Oh, God, it's awful. I love monsters. Yeah. I always love monster movies, but it's like I just like saw... Like Donald Trump. Yeah, I love monsters. <laughs> I, I, I recently saw um, some new scary movie. I saw okay, scary so movie I saw, four. I saw Lights Out recently, and then I recently saw, I saw some. Oh, okay, I saw Arrival. Right. Oh, okay. So there's monsters in Arrival. There's monsters, and we are at such a dearth of good monsters. Like we have no good monsters. Think about how cool the Alien was. I mean, that was like. Imagine seeing that for the first well, time. The that must have blown your fucking with mind. We're not good at, you know, there's a American filmmaking, especially, there's a real tendency to want to reveal a little bit too much of the, the thing that's evil. And that, as soon as you see something, it immediately becomes less scary. Just the well, way it sure, is. but we haven't had a really, truly, terrifyingly cool monster. I mean, think about like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. Sure. These were all iconic, really yeah. I- iconic. We loved the monster themselves, yeah. right? What the alien yeah. predator? Yeah, we haven't had like a really cool monster in so long. It's like they're they're all they all kind of look the same. Like the stupid Cloverfield monster. It's like give me that's such oh, a not good idea. Like Cloverfield what is like that? one of my favorite movies. I love Cloverfield the movie, but the monster is T. not J. that cool. T J Miller. Yeah, he's T J Miller is in isn't that. it? Yeah. So something uh, I'm gonna get really nerdy for a second. Um, in terms of my own personal nerddom. So yes to everything what you're saying with monsters. But in a relation to wrestling, mm. <laughs> no, it's like right. ten years ago, we had um, characters like Kane, who was a demon who could Kane. light things on fire. We had the Undertaker, who was like an undead sorcerer man. We had um, we had the Yeti. We had an actual Yeti who was like a monster. It's a bad example, but um, I don't remember Yeti. He was like in the mid nineties. I think he was only around for a little while. Um, but we did have, we had, uh, the brood, which were like vampires. Um, the brood was really cool. So we had all these really crazy intense monsters that I remember as a kid yeah. being like, this is scary and intense. And if you look at the WWE climate today, our monsters are just kind of like guys like Braun Strowman, who's just really just a big guy. You know what I mean? He's just like, a, oh, I'm bigger. Um, we have Bray Wyatt who he's necessarily like a monster, but he's just like from a, He's like a guy who lives near a swamp, so he just like talks kind of funny, but he's like big and scary. And the point that I'm trying to make is I think that unfortunately, extremely unfortunately, with kids nowadays and us nowadays growing up, we can't suspend our disbelief as well as we could before. And that's not like a, I'm a kid and I can suspend it and I'm an adult and I can't. I think even kids nowadays and younger audiences, they're the shock, they can't buy into that shock as much as they can before. So I think because of that, we've numbed out to it. And because we've numbed out to it, we can just like throw shitty CGI monsters up yeah. on there. And it's like, well, that'll do. It gets the point across. But it's hard for there to be an iconic monster because literally if there was an iconic monster nowadays, the threshold and like the level of how fucked up he has to be, or she, um, has to be just so high. <laughs> like, really high what are yeah. the mean, disgust? Like you can't just kill people. We're numb to murder nowadays. They can just murder people, whatever. They have to like 
mess with people who are alive or they have to really do horrible, horrible things where 10 years ago in the WWE, 15 years ago, oh, wow, Kane has a mask? Ooh, yeah, he's scary. Terrifying. He has oh, some scar- terrible scars beneath the mask. People that's don't enough. really have masks. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. So I think that's it's true. just our culture is so, unfortunately, maybe so much shit is happening, we're just numb to it and nothing can really break it unless it's too bad, which wouldn't get past like a PG-13 rating. Or you remember, sales. I think so you, you remember, oh, I'm sorry. You remember Sting? Sting was great. Sting was the Sting best. Sting was still kind of around. In this yeah. day and age, I would be like, okay, so he has white face, but like, okay. Yeah, cool. Wow. He has a jacket and <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't talk jacket. much. <laughs> oh, big scary guy. Yeah, whereas yeah. now they need, it's true. You need like a more realistic monster who's like something. It's not just this kind of, it's true. It's a good point. That's I think you raise saying. a very good point, but I also wonder like why, like I point to like Slender Man. Oh yeah. Like why why does that grip so many Slenderman? Yeah. Oh yeah. Slenderman. Slenderman really did take off. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Slenderman <laughs> is this do you know what creepy pasta is? No. It's, Isn't it I'm pasta? not very Well, it's cuz cool. it's creepy pasta is a is a changing of copy pasta, which is you know, the thing about copying pasting. So it comes from that. It's pronounced either way. Creepy pasta, creepy pasta. And I'm not super familiar. We can say with... it the non-pretentious way. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with the uh, I'm not super, I'm too old to be super into that end of the internet, but it's these creepy stories that people write about this kind of uh, cavalcade of characters. And one of the most prominent is Slenderman, who's this tall thing with uh, long arms and no face, and he murders children. And a lot of kids are really into Slenderman and this kind of internet legend that's built around him. And these two girls, and there's a documentary coming out in January and HBO about these two girls ended up stabbing one of their friends because they wanted Slender Man to approve. So it's these two girls that were kind of living in this weird fantasy world where he was real, but maybe not, but maybe is. So they st- and the girl lived um, that they stabbed, but now they're going to be locked up probably for their entire lives because of this internet character that exists. So while I agree that in popular culture, we have a harder time creating scary monsters. There are monsters that do scare people uh, that are kids. Yeah. That was kind of the YouTube horror. It was a YouTube horror sensation series. Yeah. Would do creepy pasta though. What, why is it cut and paste? I've never it, I, understood. It's, it's just a, a changing of that term. I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but that's where it, the original form came from. I don't know. We'd have to like look it up. It's not copy and paste. It's just the term copy pasta. That's what creepy pasta is based on. And then turn it hmm. into creepy well, That's really interesting. But if you look that up, there's weird stories. There's actually a show, I think going to be on Showtime this year, that's all based on creepy pasta stories. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's like an anthology show. Like, Well, you brought up the fact that it's online. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have, well, I guess we have the internet kind of later on. But I mean, like a scary, like going to Hollywood video and running Friday the 13th or running a scary movie was like, oh, yeah. But now like any kid, anyone can go online and like read a true murder serial killer story. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need to go out and get a red box of a horror film. Like if I want to feel this, I can feel it. I can look up YouTube videos and just be like, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's why we don't have big monsters anymore because any monster now that could gain that much popularity and notoriety would have to be a huge, like, really fucked up thing. Yeah. It's, it's a like, really uh, interesting point about how monsters have kind of 
left the the popular imagination as a source of fear. Well, yeah, there's so many monsters around us already right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm always so disappointed when I see it's like oh that's the monster. I go oh scary old woman ghost. Yeah, okay, that's not that exciting. Scary old woman ghost. Yeah, like that's half of them now. It's scary old woman. Stop ghost. talking about my mother. <laughs> and I like I saw Lights Out as well, and I liked parts of it. Was that the one? Is that the uh, Jordan Peele movie? No, that's the one coming out in February. Oh, that Slenderman? He's doing Slenderman? No, what? The Jordan Peele movie isn't based off Slenderman. No, it's it's not coming out till February. What's... The uh, Lights Out one is the one where when the, it's dark, this thing can get you. So there's a lot of really good scare scenes with the lights being shut out and the thing coming towards you. Um, but the the way the movie works out is very strange because it basically says if you're depressed, you should probably just kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen anyway. That's because of test audiences, by the way, because the test audiences didn't like the, uh, because at the end of the original ending of lights out, the thing comes back, even though the the woman spoiler alert, even though the woman kills herself at the end of uh, lights out uh, and the original ending, the, the monster still came and attacked the kids but the test audiences didn't like that. So they just cut off that final scene. So at the end of uh, Lights Out, the monster goes away because... The monster, which symbolizes depression, by the way, the monster goes away because the woman kills herself. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> is pretty really funny. Bad. Do you guys want to hear a, a crazy fun fact this reminds me of? You guys know A Clockwork Orange, right? Yes. yes. So in A Clockwork Orange... Uh, they do all this. The movie or the book you're talking about? Well, that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna get to. The final chapter of a clock. Yes, oh, okay. I think it's fascinating. Have you heard about this? No, no, no. It's great. You want to tag team this? The book was has three parts, each with seven chapters. Burgess stated the total of 21 chapters was an intentional nod to the age of 21 being recognized as a milestone in human maturation. The 21st chapter was omitted from the editions published in the United States prior to 1986. Um, blah blah blah. He was told that U.S. audiences would never go for the final chapter in which Alex sees the error of his ways, decides he has lost all energy for and thrill from violence, and resolves to turn his life around. A moment of metanoia. So there you go. Wow, why would American audiences not go for that? Because we, like, we, wanna, we want it hard, we want it crazy. Like Sometimes. Wow. It's very strange what American See, that goes want. so much against what I would think, because I would think yeah. that it's more... Remember, that's American... books and not movies. Like, Americans are different about their movies and their books. Yeah, true. Americans true. don't know how to read. And that's funny. Speak, wow, that's really Getting back to Stranger Things, one of the things that it did well was all those 80s movies have terrible third acts. And uh, Stranger Things also has a shitty third act. Like the end of the show, I'm like, eh, who cares? Yeah. They're shooting yeah. at it with a fucking slingshot. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's like, all right, guys. Well, this, I guess, much, raises the... I thought it was fine. How much, of, <laughs> how much of it are we going to ape? Because you guys weren't allowed to make the remake. Yeah. Well, the remake is coming out, right? It is. Um, with that kid, that Mike kid is also in the It remake. Wait, which which one's Mike? The main this nerdy kid? kid. Oh, really? There was two nerdy kids, and they looked like exactly the same. He's the me. one that didn't get kidnapped. The oh, the other one. He's okay, the one that yeah, that's yeah. he's gonna play Richie Tozier in the It. Oh remake. man, I've never I loved seen it. it. Oh my god, I love it. I have a thing for crazy clowns. I really do. I have like mm. a weird deep. That's- Donald Trump. That's thing. his. Uh, that's his Tinder profile. Yeah, it's true. It's really <laughs> got weird. a thing for crazy clowns. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Extra really makeup man. Like Heath Ledger Joker. That's like the best character for me. Ever. Is Heath Ledger your favorite Joker? Oh yeah, by far. I mean that performance was just like 
I was completely blown away by that. Let's. Do you think the Dark Knight would have been as popular if he didn't die? No, it's not really that great. Oh, oh, if he didn't die. If he didn't die. Because I honestly feel it was a great performance. It was really good. But his death just put so everyone. That movie was was hyper-powered well before Uh, that. No, but he's right. Of course not. The Do you think answer, it would have been a major difference no. or a minor Huge difference? Huge difference. Of of course you a are minor right. Difference. That movie was already super hyped well before he was he was he was dead. Yeah, but you know what that does. When somebody dies, it just completely makes them the tragic hero. I'm you know, just, it's I'm just such curious a, if it would have been a major difference or a, a minor difference. A minor difference. I'll agree with you there was a difference, but I think it was minor. People minor? were very pumped up for that movie. you feel it would have been a major as soon as as soon as the trailers started coming out pre him dying the people were were all in we're pumped well i mean it's a that's a great film um anyway so i guess the secondary topic to talk about with regard to stranger things is nostalgia porn i think it's a great way to sell yeah like it's effective it's good yeah it's i mean i get it but it, it's, it becomes difficult because so much of the appeal of the art starts being about, you know, this thing that's not really connected to what the art is. Okay, like with Stranger Things, I feel like I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I liked it as someone who likes storytelling and TV. I loved it in terms of someone who's fascinated by marketing. Like from a marketing standpoint... It is such a great show. You're literally hitting, You're hitting so many a ton spots. of people who yeah. have jobs right now. People who will spend money on merch. People who will spend money on clothing and costumes for Halloween. You're hitting um, a wide range of people. Because I was born in the 90s, but I still have a lot of 80s you know, love and ties. Yeah, 90s kids are fake 80s kids. Pretty much. Yeah. We look at the... Well, they're just grunge kids you know, who are just like, uh, well, that's not really our thing, so we're going to focus on right. other stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're just obs- obsessed with the shitty decade. That's what it is. Mm, I guess so. Eighties kind of stank. Really? Yeah. I well, I like... think every generation before you is better. You think they're better? Like I'm sure yeah. kids in the eighties were like the seventies. Wow, kids in the seventies were like. Oh, well, the that 60s. shit started kicking in really big in the nineties. Like the seventies was like people were got all into seventies shit again. That's when it really because all the eighties kids, you know. We all aged into the 90s, and then we started looking back at the 70s as this mm-hmm. golden time. Ooh, that must have been fun. I don't well, think anyone's going to look at the 90s and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good it's times. happening. That's, you know. I Is mean, it, we're, though? Yeah. It, l- believe me. We're going we're gonna to have... But like, what were the... So there were key things in the 80s, key things in the 70s, key things in the 60s. Hey, even like 50s, where it's like, oh, those were like big cultural things. Yeah. What were the cultural things of the 90s? Like cartoons? Oh, dude, no. The rise of rap music. Yeah, rap, the Chicago right. Bulls, the grunge, yeah, grunge the, style, yeah, grunge. even grunge. I feel like grunge isn't a thing people are gonna get back into. Don't oh, they already wait. are, dude. It's, it's already happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, rap, hip hop. I can see every decade just kind of solidifies in the popular imagination with certain things that are attached. to Each it. one has a brand. Each yeah. one has a really fucking strong brand, which is what's crazy about the decades. Because first of all, it's completely illusory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. real at all. Mm-hmm. But like when I think 90s, I think Chicago Bulls logo and Tupac, you know, like <laughs> rap music. Like I have such a flavor, like Jordan shoes, right? When I think of the 80s, I think like black electrical tape and like, you know, people like the Bob thing and then the beginning was... of electronic music. 70s, I think, you know, 
El Camino driving through the cornfield listening to classic rock. 60s, you know, each decade you have this like really strong flavor. As someone who was born in the 90s though and who lived like 1990 to 2010, I was age zero through 10. I just, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't focused on those things, but I didn't really. You're kind of you're a little disconnected from pop culture at that time. Like, oh yeah, totally. So, like 2000s, I can totally get what was happening there. Now, yeah. like I remember when Tupac died. I remember the day. Like I was, I remember the day it happened, and I'm, I was 11. You know, yet I like remember that day so vividly. Yeah, it'll be you'll you'll see in the next few years, especially now that we're gonna be in it a, a little bit out. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of you know Clinton nostalgia. Especially, you know, he was president from 93 through 2000. Um, yeah, he's just going to... There's going to be kind of a codified thing about the 90s, which isn't going to be 100% accurate, but it's going to be the feel yeah. of the 90s. And I Clinton, was looking in my uh, high school yearbook, which, at you know, I remember looking... That's a at, good representation of... I remember looking at it when I graduated being like, you know, this is never going to look like a yearbook from the 70s. And, I, and it's been sitting in a shed outside my mom's house for years... And I finally found it, and I pulled it out, and I was paging through it. I was like, "Holy fuck, this looks like the '90s." This yeah, is, it's right here. This it's is right it. in front this of is me. The look. It's amazing. Yeah, and everybody has the certain. I mean, yeah. The funny thing is how those decades, though, also are. This is totally not what was actually happening. I mean, like you yeah. look at the '60s, and it's like, oh, it was this era of mass rebellion, but actually, like. Just Politically, people. I think it was like one of the most conservative, you know, the Not actual the establishment. 60s, no, but I'm like the actual establishment remember, at the time. People were assassinated in the late 60s. Yeah, like, true. But that was, a, that was an even more fucked up time than now. Can you imagine I like, living uh, from 65 through 70? Cool. I think I like Roger show. Sterling over uh, Don Draper. What? Like uh, Roger Sterling more than Don Draper. Uh, I haven't watched Mad Men yet. No. What does that have to do with anything? It was in the 60s? This is the beginning of the 60s. You're just pointing out things you You're like. You're just pointing it's... out things you like and saying you love them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like hummus. I like Stringer Bell better than Omar Little. How's that? Really? Omar Little? Yeah. <gasps> wow. That was his name, right? Yeah. That's a, I'm shocked to hear that. I feel like you would love Omar. Uh, I just felt like... Omar was one of the things on that show where I'm like, eh, this is pushing it a little bit. Like, I really uh, have no idea what you guys guy, are talking about. The right Wire. Now. Did you watch The Wire? You know what? I couldn't get into it. Yeah, you're not alone. But it was you're like, not white, so. I'm not. But it was like, <laughs> I gave it, I think, people. four or five episodes. I really like the fuck scene, like the whole scene where they're just saying fuck. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Um, and I've heard from a lot of people stick with it and will be the best show ever. But I, I, don't, I think if you're not into episodes. it in five episodes, you're just not going to be into it. Like, yeah, 24 you... is coming back. No Jack Bauer. But I love 24. 24 is probably in my top three. Really? No, that's, 24 is a 2000s era. You know, yeah, that was the aughts. Hot... Talk about a shitty decade. Oh, that's yeah. me. The aughts was nightmare. the worst decade ever. I thought it was called the noughties. More like the knots. Oh, I thought you were saying the ox. Yeah. It's the ox. I was like, why is it the ox? It's the decade of the ox. Yeah. Mm. Is it? No. Oh. Aughts. It's called the aughts. The aunts? 2000. The aunts. The uncles. No, the aughts. That's what it's called. My my aunt. That's how you... Your aunt. No, that's how you say the the, the name. 2000s. It's called... You know that, right? Why is it called the aughts? You know this, right, Charles? Like aught four, aught five. Yeah, it's the aughts. That's just the name of it. I don't know why. We didn't say that. No, no, we no didn't, you didn't say it at the time, but that's way. what you say it. Instead of saying the thousands or the two thousands. Pre, 
pre-2000, people would be like, oh, when we talk about this next decade, it's going to be the aughts. And it never caught on. So now it's said ironically about that decade. It no, was an ironic not. decade. The, the mid-aughts. In the mid-aughts. People say that. This is a thing. I don't like it. I like it. The aughts. When nobody said aught five or aught six, it was like 2006. No, you're just, when you're saying it back in the day, you it's weird because it's weird to say the mid 2000s, right? It's like, it doesn't yeah. flow it well. Is it feels like 2,500. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's why they say the odds because it's like the zero five. Yeah. I'm really excited because um, I realized, because the 50th anniversary of Disneyland was 2005, and I think I'm going to be able to live till the 100th anniversary. And I feel like that's going to be great. <laughs> Imagine the 100th anniversary of Disneyland. Isn't that going to be awesome? No. It's not. The 50th anniversary was a huge celebration. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if California is going to last. Exist. It's going to last that long. Well, or Pacifica Disney. is. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Pacifica will My last. My future country of Pacifica <laughs> is going to last. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. All right. So Stranger Things, we've, it's a detente. Uh, I can't convince you that it's not as good as you think it is. And you can't convince well, me. Well, I don't think... It's, I don't think anybody's saying it's the amazing. greatest show ever. It's completely lacking in any single original thought that has ever been had. There Correct. is not one original thought in that in that thing. However... There's 11. Uh, yeah, okay, you're right. Fuck. 11's kind of original. That was a triple pun. But really analyze yeah. it. she's a good character and she's not... But no, nothing about her is original. I yeah. mean, it's the, you know, oh, she's it's a like special person. Yeah, it's a, yeah there nosebleeds. really is nothing. Have you, by the way, have you guys That's seen huge. Flight of the Navigator? No. Yeah. Yes, the, I love that The movie. first half of that movie is amazing. Yeah, and it's then it gets really, really bad. I remember yes, that. I remember like that. All Who's 80s. in it? Uh, Joey Kramer, who's recently arrested for robbing a bank, um, <laughs> and an early performance by Sarah Jessica Parker. Hey, as, uh, Sex in the City fame, and um, she's married to the producer's guy. There's somebody else in that show that's. Can you talking to the mic, please. Thank you. There's somebody else on that movie that's that's semi-famous. But the first, this is the premise of the movie. It's a really great premise. This kid is with his family in 1978. It's like July 4th, 1978. His dog runs into the woods and he goes after his dog and finds him. And then he falls, trips and falls into a ravine. And then he wakes up and he goes home. And now it's 1986. And he's been missing for eight years. And the world has moved on, but he hasn't. He's the same age. Wait, he's been in a coma? Or? Uh, you don't know. You don't know what happened to him. He just disappeared one night in 1978. And eight years later, he showed up again. The so, same age. The same age. And his family's older. His younger brother is now older than him. Pop culture has moved on. Uh, you know, went from 78 to 86. So the first half of that movie is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's a really that. good first half of a movie. And then like many 80s sci-fi movies, it just falls into shit the last chunk of the film. The Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it, really, and he's got the little creature. There's a little creature that is the there. The creature is in the second half. Okay. There's, no creature in, there's no bullshit in the first half of that movie. Yeah. It's really good. And then, you know, the ship comes and fucking peewee herman voices in it and it's just, oh yeah it's i just, just rewatched um party down i like that a lot have you seen party down the series yes yeah pretty good i know what it is bravo yeah. there's stars stars oh stars it was good i like lizzie kaplan i love lizzie kaplan i have a big crush on lizzie me kaplan too. me too i have a weird you know she's dating lizzie kaplan. um matthew perry what? Yeah, like they've been like long time dating for a while. Matthew Perry, a friend, friend's fame. fame. Yeah, Chandler. And all right, uh, that makes Studio me feel like Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. 
He was on Studio 60? Yeah. That makes me feel like I have a chance with Lizzie. I, I saw her that. once. Oh. Yeah, we saw each other once. And I was like... I think my three hello. biggest celebrity crushes are Lizzie Kaplan. Um, and She's then I'm definitely like, in my three. I'm going to go with Aubrey Plaza. She, it's crazy because exact same category, except I fucking hate Aubrey Plaza. But yeah. And then Selma Blair. Oh, I love Selma Blair. I think she's a beautiful lady. Uh, I like her in storytelling. Like when she storytells? No, the movie (laughs) storytelling. I was like, I've never seen her tell a story before. Hey, so uh, to wrap this up, let's make our 80s movie recommendations. Lesser known 80s films of the Stranger Things genre. Mine would be Flight of the Navigator and Explorers. I'm like you don't like explorers. I've never, I've never even heard of explorers. Oh, explorers is a Joe Dante film. Same premise: three kids in the '80s. They get data for how to build a spaceship, and they put a spaceship together. Have you read um, Ready Player One? Did you tell me about this? So, Ready Player One is this book that was self-published, and it is the most Ooh. like nostalgia porn '80s nostalgia porn book yeah. ever written. It and written it's, it's this like video game world, and it's all references. Oh, Everything yeah, I've reference. read about this. And Spielberg optioned it, of course he did. so it's going to be what? a massive thing, and it's going to be terrible because. It's, it's Stranger Things on crack. Exactly. And yeah. it's so, it's everything is a reference. So it's going to be one of these, bo- it's going to be exactly like Pixels. Yeah. It like is Pixels. All right. Well, What's your Adam 80s Sandler? movie recommendation? <laughs> okay. You said three. So anyway, this is all these 80s three. movies. So I watched War Games the other day, which uh, is a big yes. part of that. It, I didn't Matthew like it Broderick. at all. I don't know, man. I'm a Breakfast Club fan. That's basically it. I don't but really But I mean like, 80s sci-fi. I, I know what you're saying, but it's like, um, didn't really like Goonies. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I know that feeling that they're, go- oh, it, it. Totally it. I love it. Exactly. It, it is my absolute fucking favorite. Yeah, it kind of counts. It was made in 19, it came out in 1990, Did but it, it is set so in So was 80s. I. Yeah. yeah, what's yours? Do you have uh, Back to the Future Two. That was also ninety. So let's try no. Again. Back to the Future Two was ninety, maybe eighty nine. Back to the Future One. That's eighty five. It was eighty five. Yeah, that's a good choice. Can we do a quick game? What's the game? I haven't watched a lot of eighties films. I want you guys to throw eighties films at me, and I'll tell you if I've watched them or not. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it does. Why is that a game? <laughs> Because I want to say, I think Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies, but it's only, it's probably one of the only sci-fi movies I've watched in its entirety of the 80s. That, that is a movie that I think they should have remade. And no. Back yeah. to the Future. Let no. me tell you why. They will. Let me tell they you why they won't, Don't because worry. Robert Zemeckis won't allow. But I think they should, right. because this is why. If you made a... Same actors. No, different. No, no, no. You make a Back <laughs> to the Future... that be a little shaky? ...with a millennial teenager that goes back in time to the 80s and doesn't know how to function without the internet or their phone. It's going to be an amazing movie. You got your 80s nostalgia, you got your totally different non-Marty McFly character, uh fish out of water. But you it'll happen. It'll itself. happen. No one likes millennials though. Well, that's the point. It's it, he's kind of an unlikable character that yeah, slowly grows. And then he grows into somebody cool. And do you want to write the screenplay together? Huh? Do you want to write the screenplay together? It'll never get made. Why, why do you need to be involved with the screenplay? What are I, you going to bring to the table? I need do you money. Have an agent? No, I just need money. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Jesus Christ. Everybody wants to write a screenplay, but nobody brings anything else to the table. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I had a millennial. boss like that was like, we should write this thing together. I have a great idea for a movie. I'm like, I don't need you to 
I can provide an idea. <laughs> yeah. I need you to provide a connection. Yeah. I can do good punch up. Actually, no, I have I can get probably someone to possibly look at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. How this does is, ultra low budget sound? This is like the end of Flight of the Navigators to send yeah, it in. All to right. Nothing. So uh nobody else has good recommendations besides me because uh Eric recommended a movie that everyone has seen. Yeah. And Isaac recommended movies that aren't of the genre we're talking well, about. Well, I've never so, seen Goonies, I've never seen it, I've never seen Breakfast Club. Never seen oh, you're not. Ferris Bueller's. Like, I don't have any point of reference on 80s films. What a, all right. So, Fly to the Navigator and Explorers. If you That's like it. Stranger Things. E.T. What about E.T.? Those movies are right up. Everyone has seen. No one has not seen E.T. I haven't seen E.T. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> on that note. Sit down.